A new horror film is hitting theaters this weekend called Smile. Smile, come on, how creepy could that be? Yeah, no, I take it back. That's that's pretty creepy. This review is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Secure your online activity today at expressvpn.com slash Merle. And stay tuned after this review for more info. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my review of Smile, the new horror film from Paramount Pictures that is hitting theaters, as I mentioned, this weekend. Smile is the feature debut of writer-director Parker Fenn. This is based off of a short film that he did a couple of years ago. And let me tell you, it is one hell of a first horror film, and I, and I mean that pretty literally. I actually wasn't that intrigued by Smile based on the early trailers because it looked like the same horror film that we've seen from big studios over and over a bajillion times before. But Smile isn't that, or at least almost entirely isn't that. It's kind of a mixture of the things that you've seen a hundred times in horror movies before, but in a new way that keeps you on your toes. For example, this movie does rely a lot on jump scares, which is something that I'm usually not a fan of because it's just not a pleasurable experience for me. But the movie also puts them in unexpected places. So every time I was watching the movie and I was like, oh, here it comes, because this is usually where the jump scare always is, the jump scare wasn't there, and then they would go into places where I didn't expect them or the scares would be in ways that I didn't expect that really would keep me on my toes and actually scared. While I'm still not the biggest fan of jump scares as the main tool in a horror film, I have to at least respect that Parker Finn was going into this movie saying, I'm going to use them in a different way than you would expect as a viewer. It's not just the same wash, rinse, repeat of the easy jolt to substitute for actual horror. And this movie does have a lot of legitimate horror things in it. If this was just relying on jump scares, even in unexpected places, then I probably wouldn't be as positive about this movie. But Parker Finn is actually really good at creating a genuinely creepy atmosphere and some disturbing imagery that stayed with me long after the jolt of the jump scares had faded away. Sosie Bacon stars as Rose, a mental health professional dealing with troubled patients in a hospital psychiatric ward. When a patient commits suicide in front of Rose after claiming that an evil presence was following her, Rose herself begins to start seeing strange things, usually in the form of ghostly presences smiling at her. And the use of smiling as the symbol of demonic presence is a great concept because it is shockingly easy for a smile to move from pleasant to creepy. And Parker Finn employs this very well because sometimes he'll put smiling figures far away in the frame so you can just barely see them. He'll conceal them in darkness and shadow so you can just make out what's there, which is honestly kind of more terrifying than if you just showed them in the full light. But other times the smiling figures will take up the full frame unexpectedly. Again, it really keeps you on your toes and it's not just a gimmick or a hook to make a good poster or a good tagline. Parker Finn really does effectively use this contradiction of something that's usually meant to show friendliness, instead meaning death and horror. If I were going to kind of break down the math of this movie, I would say that Smile is about 75% a legitimately new great horror classic, and 25% a lot of the same tropes that have weighed down a lot of other horror films. In the plus column, we have a great lead performance from Sosie Bacon. In addition to the actual evil stalking her, she also plays a character who everyone else thinks is crazy, even though she knows that she's not, which is a tried and true scenario for psychological horror, and Sosie Bacon pulls this off very well. The character of Rose is also dealing with some past trauma that Bacon weaves into her performance very effectively. The cinematography is from Charlie Seroff, who 
who also shot 2020's Relic, which was a very atmospheric horror movie that a lot of people probably saw at the drive-in because it came out right in the middle of the pandemic. True horror, in my mind, lives in darkness and shadow, which is very difficult to get on screen. But Seraph manages to capture this beautifully, giving the daytime scenes a sense of gloom and the night scenes that perfect amount of light to make us wonder what might be lurking in the darkness, squinting our eyes to see if we can see something, which of course makes it even more effective when something appears that we don't expect. Unfortunately, there are a couple of things that I think drag the movie down from being a fantastic horror film. There is the issue of the jump scares. Yes, some of them are used effectively, but I think that there are other ones that are used fairly cheaply, and, and they almost seem below this movie. It's so capable of scaring you in so many other ways that I almost wish that they had cut down on the jump scares by about half, used the really effective ones, and then trusted the atmosphere and the performances of the film to disturb you and horrify you in that way because I, I do think that there are about 50% too many of those huh jump scares that are just there to make the audience leap. It seems like there wasn't faith that the rest of the movie could scare you, which by the way, it does. I also felt that some of the performances fell short of the mark that's set by Sosie Bacon in the lead. Jesse T. Usher, to be fair, doesn't have much to do as Rose's husband, Trevor, but he doesn't exactly leap off the screen either. I also think that Cal Penn was a little bit lackluster in the role of concerned boss. Rose's boss, who is very concerned. Again, not the strongest character on the page. Most of the other performances in this movie are fine, but this is really Sosie Bacon's show. Now, I do want to give a shout out to an actor named Kevin Kepi, who plays a character in this film that I will not reveal, but trust me, once you've seen this movie, you will know exactly who I am talking about. And I really do think that Kevin Kepi's role in this film has a shot at joining the all-time Horror Hall of Fame list, no matter what you think of the movie itself. Overall, I think the pluses on Smile outweigh the minuses. It's really easy to see how this movie could have felt like a product off of the horror movie conveyor belt, but I think that Parker Finn is a real talent because when this movie works, it is absolutely horrific. It is a nightmare on screen. And if Parker Finn continues to lean into what is special about this film, what he has brought to this film as a first-time director, and lean away from the cliches that I think he may have depended upon to make a scary movie, then I think that we are in for some grade-A scares from this director in the future. This movie already had a lot of grade-A scares, so it is a recommendation for me on Smile. It is a great Friday night horror movie as we are transitioning into the Halloween season. It also has that added benefit of being, you know, actually good, which a lot of those fun horror movies that you go to see, yes, you jump and scream and whatever, but they're not very good. This one has both. So those are my thoughts on Smile. Are you going to be headed to the theater to see it? We have had, and I've said this in so many other reviews, a great year for horror. There are already a couple of other great horror movies in theaters. You could probably program a fantastic triple feature. Let me know down in the comments below. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor for this review, ExpressVPN. I don't want to get too personal, but when you go to the bathroom, you close the door behind you, right? If you don't close the door, you probably should. At a minimum, it's going to make your roommate's life a lot better. But mostly it's because some weird rando isn't going to come peeping in on you while you're doing your business. Doors are there to protect your privacy and using the internet without ExpressVPN is like using the bathroom with the door wide open. Did you know that your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? And what's worse, they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. ExpressVPN puts a stop to all of this by creating a secure encrypted tunnel 
between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices, my phone, my laptop, and you can even use ExpressVPN on your router so that everyone who uses your internet can share your privacy. I just got back from a vacation and let me tell you, it was so comforting to know that no matter where I was, if I was using Wi-Fi at the airport, at the hotel, at a theme park, I could rest assured that my privacy was going to be protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by Mashable, The Verge, and countless others. So if you're like me and believe your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash Merle today. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Merle, M-U-R-R-E-L-L, and you can get an extra three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Merle. Thanks to ExpressVPN for sponsoring the show, and thank you for watching. I'll be back very soon with the latest in movie news, reviews, box office, and more. Until then, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.